the universe broke me down. I realized, I, you know, the way life works, you got to find your own happiness. You can't wait for shit to come to you. That I was entitled to shit. I was on some Kanye West shit. I should be featuring everywhere, and they're hating on me. That's why I didn't come back, which was stupid. I was like, I'm never going back to D.C. again. I was like, <laughs> I was like mad. Like, I'm like, because I'm doing good, like, all the time, and I'm not getting nowhere, and I'm freaking broke. You know what I mean? I don't have no money. I don't have no girlfriend. I barely had sex before. You know what I mean? So it's just like, FDC. I'm going to go to New York and become a star. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. This weekend, we've got Sam J headlining Big Hunt. Sam is one of the fastest rising comics in the country. She has appeared on Netflix, Comedy Central, and Saturday Night Live. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is my good friend and underground comedy hero, Lafayette Wright. If you've been to a show at Big Hunt over the past few years, you've probably seen Lafayette there killing. He has appeared on Comedy Central and tours colleges around the country. In this episode, we talk about the adversity he had to overcome at home, and later, the adversity he had to face while trying to survive as a comic. How long ago did you start? Doing comedy? Yeah. 15 years. Is it 15 years? And you start It's like in, an expletive. I don't think about it anymore. Okay. It's like 15. Oh, did you start in the area? I started between here and like Richmond. Where was the first place you went up? The first time in life, yeah. I did stand up in, in a fourth grade, <laughs> fourth grade talent show. You did? Yeah. And you called it stand up? It was, it was. I did. I told like some joke book jokes. Okay. Yeah. I had these silly glasses. I got beat up the morning before. How tall were you at that point? I don't know. I didn't know I was tall. Were yet. you regular height at that point? I don't know. Okay. I figured I probably was tall because kids used to mess with me. And that's like a thing. When yeah, you're tall, yeah. they like people. People don't realize that when you're tall, that's, those are the people getting like the most shit from like bullies. I used to bully a tall person. Did you? Yeah. You asshole. <laughs> I hope he, did he get his revenge one day? I mean, not on me, but maybe he did See, on somebody probably, else. <laughs> what did you do to him? What was, uh, your, what was your reason for bullying him? He, I just, you know how some, like, some kids, they, they just do annoying shit. They're just annoying. Like, they're, they're doing, like, inappropriate stuff. I can't, I'm trying to think of, a, well, of he, an example. That's different if he was, like, a weirdo who had it coming. Like, the dude who would, like, ninja run to you the You know cafeteria. how some, some, like, yeah, like, some people, they're just, like, make people bully them almost with their personality. Like, they, uh... They come around and they do a lot. They're just constantly, yeah. They're just they're not always. They're just not shit. acting. Yeah, they're not acting like everybody else does. And they're kind of complaining about shit. They're whining about shit. They're like, and so uh, that's not. I don't think that's that's not like bullying though. He's not innocent in that situation. No, he wasn't innocent. But I, I definitely was like hard on him because I thought that he was. I didn't think he was acting the right way. So I really gave him a hard time. But it was hilarious. For me to give him a hard time because he, he probably weighed like 60 pounds more than me were y'all friends i mean we were friendly see that's different i mean i, I mean like, like we wouldn't hang out or anything but the thing is is like i didn't hate him i i didn't hate the kid i just like i was just trying to get him to act right see with me i was like i was tall and i could draw a little bit i guess i might even been good looking i don't know Mm -hmm. But I would just I was just quiet like I didn't like people so I would mostly just my th thing was like the Hulk just leave me alone but through freaking second grade through like 
middle school. That dude want to fight you. Why? Like, yeah. leave me alone. It's always some short dude who's trying to prove himself. And I'm like. Did you no, get in a fight? I was fighting all the time from second grade through like middle school. Oh, so and you, I, like real I never fights? won. I just talk a lot of shit too. My, my thing was like, if somebody, I would be left alone, right? But if somebody like poked me, yeah, yeah. then I'm going to poke you back for like the rest of the yeah. day until you eventually beat me up. That's just that's <laughs> okay. usually my life. Did you get a beat? Did you get like a black eye? Before that talent show, I got a bloody nose. Wow. That was some kid bumped me and I kicked him and he punched me in the face. Damn. And it was like, ah, and that's when it did the talent show. I got in trouble that night too. That was just a, that was a universe trying to stop me from doing stand up. I think. But it couldn't. Exactly. When I did it, right, I told, uh, I got told my dad that I was going to do this talent show and I got in trouble. He's like, you're not funny. Right. So I still did it anyway. It was all like, it was all the universe. Your dad didn't want you to do stand up. I don't think he was just like an angry person. I remember yeah. I got in trouble though. He was like, you're not funny. Make me laugh. And I'm like, uh. Is that right? Yeah. That's intense training for stand-up. Yeah, I know. And I didn't like, I, I don't know. But I ended up doing it anyway. You talk to your dad still? Uh-uh. No. No. I haven't talked to my dad in 10, 10 years. What about your mom? I ran into him. Actually, no, what? Oh, me and my mom are tight. Okay. I ran into him on like the street. It was, it was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? It was weird. What did he, was he like, do? He's like picking up trash. Okay. He was always in. He was like, used to own one, but I think he's like working there now. I don't know what he does. I don't know. Yeah. But he was like in the neighborhood, and my mom told me he was like he like worked around there, and I was driving her home, and she's like, "Oh, there's your dad over there. Go say hi." And I was like, oh, "I don't want to do this," and it was so awkward. It was just like, "Hey." Did you say hi? I was like, "Hey." Uh-huh. I was like, "Hey." I was like, "Hey," and that was like the end of it. That was it. Yeah, but we're not. How many not, you got? How many brothers and sisters you have? Older sister, younger brother. Did they talk to him? No. Okay. No. Everybody's over it. Uh, I'm over it. Okay. But we got different, we got like different mentalities. What do they do? Uh, My sister, I think, is over it now at this point. My mom been over my. What's your sister, what's her job? She works for the government. And what's your brother's job? Uh, Metro. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm over it, though. I mean, I would never really end it. Yeah. It was just like, when you're young, when like, if your dad's kind of mean like that, I feel like after a while, you just get, you get like, like numb to it almost uh-huh. you know what i mean did they what, like it becomes like like by the time i was like in like fifth grade it wasn't really like ah scary it was like it was kind of a nuisance it's like what do you want like do what you want so i can get back to drawing and watching x-men yeah you get used to it yeah 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 you get used to it you get acclimated you like, to this being in that environment right it becomes it's a normal it's a yeah i guess normal it's normal yeah. to you you know it's it's not uh it's not normal Period, but it just is like that's no, that's what normal is to you. It's like that's just this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like other a lot of people. It's weird how like some things will affect one person one way, and it'll affect another person like, yeah, a completely different way. Some people they'll be like messed up, whereas I was just kind of like, okay, this has to happen. Go ahead, give me worse, and then I'm over it. You did uh, I mean? were, did you find yourself joking around at home to diffuse the me? tension? Uh huh. No. I lived in my, I think that's where I got like my love of like comic books and shit. That's part of it. I would live in my head. Right. When I was like little, I was really, and I would get it from like teachers. I had a babysitter that was an asshole too. So I was really like, I had a wild imagination when I was little. Yeah. Like in my head a lot. Yeah. It sounds like a, sounds like a tough time. I don't think it was, but that's the thing. It wasn't tough. I never had to like, oh, I'm hurt. That kind of shit. It was just like. Okay, I guess this is the price to pay. Now I'm going back to my fantasy world. You know what I mean? Well, but do you think that it like left an impact on you? 
like you, you know what i mean like even if you weren't necessarily like thinking about it and worrying about it all the time when you were little you know that stuff does it does affect you you know some somewhat and what well, but it ain't i don't think it make everybody like want to jump off a bridge you know what I no mean? no it's just like okay i think as you know i think i accepted it it was just like this is what that situation is okay because uh i think maybe like in my family you know ours wasn't it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. uh there were some bad fights mm-hmm. um like before my parents got divorced but it wasn't like it wasn't you know completely chaotic but what ended up happening it, which is funny is like my sister ended up joking around a lot to mm-hmm. kind of like she was like the one that was like trying to keep people in a good mood and mm-hmm. um i was always like mad and fighting and everything so did you like did you when your parents got divorced were, were you like did that mess you up or were you like i think yeah definitely because okay. see we used to like want our parents to get divorced it was like gosh y'all need this, y'all need this what, how old up. were you when they got divorced Oh, they're divorced now, but they stayed together my the entirety of my childhood. Oh, yeah, so. you wish that. Yeah, so the yeah, time. I was like, yeah, y'all should have just. just well, my parents up. got divorced when I was six, so it was like oh, okay. I wasn't old enough to comprehend right. that things were bad. Right. And honestly, I don't really have a lot of memories about them. I don't really remember them fighting around us mm-hmm. necessarily, but it would be happening like when we went to bed and stuff that would okay. be fighting so like that kind of like and you know like you kind of know that it's going on and everything but uh-huh. it uh we weren't in the middle of it really okay but it was still like intense and we come down and like you know shit, shit would be fucked up in the house like. right i guess it helps with stand up with as far as like you know i try to like just turn off i can turn off what i don't want to feel mm-hmm. when i'm on stage i think that's a good thing that's like a superpower but I never had the like, you know, a lot of people have the like, oh, I wish my daddy was there. I never yeah. had that with sports and shit. If he would show up, it's like, oh, shit, just can, can you leave? Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like, oh, my dad didn't come to my graduation. It was just like. But did your mom go to those things? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's it's a, I think it's important to have one, you know. Yeah, she was, yeah, my mom was there being a drill sergeant. Here's, the, here's what happens, though. I remember Patrice O'Neill talking about this. I think what happens is when, when you're a boy, Oftentimes, your uh, your dad or some kind of male is the one to like toughen you up. Yes. So in my case, it was women. It was like my mom, my grandma, my aunt. You know, you know, chuck that shit up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, I feel like when you like when I date and shit now, you look for that like, oh, come here, baby, it's okay. You look for that in like relationships. Yeah. Like very desperately because you've never really had it before. Is that what you want, or do you want a drill sergeant? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. I feel like if a, a woman was like, oh, come here, baby. That's okay. I feel like it's a part of me. But then I would think she's like a pussy and she wouldn't tell Yeah, right. But you know what's fun is that uh, there are women who, who can be both, you know? And you can, so you can like get the familiarity. Right. And almost, I, I don't know, respect's probably not a good word, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you want somebody who's going to, well, with me anyway, I just somebody who's going to be like, Who's not weak? Yeah, exactly. Who's can, tough? Like, right, right. Like if I can, if I like, if I yell at a woman and she goes, mm, she got in the back right, right. I'm gonna be turned off. It's like, right, I don't, right. That's like the bird that fell out of the nest. Like, ew, I don't want it anymore. Like, I need, I, I would never hit a woman, but like, if I hit her, <laughs> I need good. to know that, that she would like murder me. Okay. I, or I'm not gonna be attracted to her. I need to know that she would try to kill me. That's, that's cool. strange. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes, it's a little strange. I need to know but... that she would like motherfucker. 
fuck her like like she would like i know what you're saying yeah, yeah you you need somebody that's strong that's gonna stand up for themselves yeah otherwise i'm gonna she's gonna her feelings are gonna be i've had like comics i've never dated a comic before but like I've, <laughs> I've considered it and been like nah, i'm out with her feelings like she would be she mm-mm. yeah i mean i think uh i'm sh- there's there's certainly comics out there i think who could you know have those traits and could work out who could like hang who could yeah like, absolutely yeah for sure there's there's definitely comics who could hang one the, i can think of i can think of two yeah i mean i'm not two, thinking of specific people yeah. necessarily but i'm sh- i know that i know that they uh there are comics who are like that i think that the downside of of that is it you know it complicates stand-up what just dating a comic in general or yeah i mean it brings a lot of other things into it and then if yeah. you break up then it's you really gotta see him again yeah i would want i if i would date a comic i would want her to be way more funnier than me and way more successful than me oh yeah hell yeah now we just carry her bags and open for her that's what X you want all day that would be the dream i would love that shit you know my you ego's think, not that fragile. i was gonna say would you you don't think because you are competitive and you want to be you want to be the best. That's kind even of. better. That gives me something to chase, though. Uh huh. But do you but think you could? You think you could be satisfied being in the shadows forever? If I had some money, possibly. Yeah. What do you call the shadows? Like where I'm at now, just like. Well, I just hype. Need, Well, just like if you go to a party, people want to talk to your wife. You know, oh, I don't care about that. where. You know what I'm saying? They're like not, as long as they're not like that's that's better for me when you go like, they're to, talking to her. But I'm yeah I'm hitting it. So when you go to the shows, like when you show up at the venue. They're just everyone's talking to her. Nobody's paying attention to you. Do you know me? You know I was nobody. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just do my set and go hide. I think that is yes, the I, dream. I, I think that. I, yeah, I think that. Me. Yeah, I, I think you don't. You don't like necessarily yeah, talking to like lots people. of people. But I do think that you're ambitious and you want to compete. I do want to compete, but on stage. Uh huh. Off stage, I just I'd rather I don't need the extra like, I don't need the attention. I don't have that like that thing that a lot of comics have that need for validation. Uh huh. I don't have that. I don't think that exists in my head. My ego is good. Like it's overflowing. I've had enough good sets to. Why work, like, do you think that you do stand up? Why do I do stand up? Hmm. If not for validation. I think I I'm good at it. Uh huh. You let it satisfying. I, I started doing it and it was like. I tried other stuff and it's like, nah, I can't. What other stuff did you try? I tried to play the guitar. Okay. And within like two days, I was like, nah, this ain't it. I can't, I'm not going to, I don't care enough to figure this out. Stand up was like, this kind of makes sense to me. I can figure out how to do this. Yeah. It's just who I, it reminds me of this thing I posted on Instagram. I was talking about last night. Are you going to walk away? Because this is like nerd shit. This is no, the best part of this podcast. You can't walk away when I start saying nerd shit. I'll edit it out. This. Oh yeah, sure. This Batman thing. This girl asked him, like, does he like being Batman? He's like, no, I don't like being Batman. I'm Batman because I'm Batman. That's right. how I feel about comedy. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's like, but no, I'm just, it's, this is like, this is what I do. So would you say that you don't like being Lafayette? You just, just are Lafayette. I am Lafayette. Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to, right? Like being yourself? Not all the time, no. Well, not all the time. It's but like that thing. It like, could be most of the time you could like it. I don't, I'm indifferent. You're I don't hate it, to yourself? but I'm not like walking around. Like, I love. It. Sometimes it's like, uh-huh. yeah, 
like when I'm this joke about metalheads I've been doing, every time I tell that joke, I'm like, yeah, I like being me. What <laughs> no, what else? You started, you tried the guitar. Did you try anything else? Uh, Basketball. Uh, how basketball go? I could have been decent at basketball. I think that was like social anxiety shit. Because uh-huh. I could like, I could like, I could like, uh, I was functional, like when I'm when it's not like a pressure situation. But I would go to trials and like suck. I couldn't catch the ball. I won't coordinate it. My hands would shake. Uh-huh. I would have like I think it's I think it would be like an anxiety attack. Yeah, and I would get that in like in high school when anybody would talk to me or anything. I would get real like shaky and like uh-huh. jittery or whatever. But I think if I didn't have that, I would have like I think I could have played like Division three. I could have sat on the bench somewhere <laughs> yeah. or something. I mean, team sports are like, very intense. Yeah. I needed to I think I can get good at anything, but it's like are the the powers that be willing to let you let me fail enough to get good at it. Mm-hmm. Thing about stand up, you can like it's built on failure. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you you can be the you can have the best out of your life one night and the next night you can like completely get nothing. Sure. I suppose like basketball, if you get out there and you suck, it's like you got one more time to miss and then they're taking mm-hmm. you out of the game. Uh I mean I try to treat it that way. What stand up? Really? Yeah. Well, you got one more bad set and then you're done. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what you just keep. You're just on a streak of good but, sets that but, you just haven't found out yet. But if you see, so, but if you see somebody and they suck, yeah, and then you see them and then they're good and then they're good again, you're gonna be like, oh, of course, this person's good now, right? Yeah, you're of course. I don't feel like basketball would work that way. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't around it. I mean, I tried. Did you play really in high hard. school? No, I didn't make the same. When was the last stage you played? Boys and Girls Club. I yeah. tried out like every year. Like I got dunked on in tryouts. <laughs> I was like really. I was like. Were you one of the tallest people? I the... was the tallest dude at school. Yeah. Okay. If I, it was like a different coach. Like my ninth grade year, I remember he was like the JV coach, and he was like hyping me up. Like, yeah, uh-huh. big man. And I was still somewhat. I wasn't that lost in my head where I would get anxiety and shit, so I could catch the ball. I had a little nice hook shot move I would do. Uh-huh. And he was like, I think maybe it was like a, the validation that I needed. But mm. once he went away. It was this other coach that took over, uh, and it was just like, be good or like, yeah. or, or get out of here. Like that was it. It makes sense. It, it like, uh, there's there's different types of people in the world, and they get different results from people. So that's that's the thing about a good coach. A good coach knows you right. know how to get the best out of you know out of each player. Do you do that as a booker? Yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah. try to treat it like being a coach. Like throwing up certain comics in front of certain people. Yeah. See if they perform. I've seen. Yeah, you have to. I paid attention to that. You have to find out because you need it. You can't go up in the same spot every time. You have to. I mean, even though people do go up in similar spots for a long time, they Mm -hmm. they do gradually change. And every once in a while, you have to find out, can this person go up this early in the show? Can Can they go first? Can they host? Can they go up after you? You know, like it's uh. And and uh, you also you know you have to be understanding that sometimes just because they have a bad set or they can't do it right now doesn't mean they're never going to be able to do it. Sometimes it takes it takes some practice to learn how to follow somebody that's killing, mm-hmm. or to learn how to go up when the room is bad. That do, takes practice. Do you think you can practice not needing that validation? I think that hurts a lot of comics. Is that that need to be like to feel good about yourself? Yeah, I think I that holds really, people back. I'm not really sure how I feel about the idea of needing validation. Um, I think I, my guess is that all comics probably need the validation. See, I disagree. Yeah. I don't think we all need it. I think some, some of them do. Well, some of them, cause we, we all do it for different reasons. 
You know what I mean? Some people mm-hmm. are going up there, like, make me feel good. With me, I, I never, like, from the time I started, this is going to sound like a brag, too. I never felt like, oh, I'm so bad at this. I need to quit. If it went, if it didn't go well, it was like like a Tom Brady breakdown on the side. I'm like, fuck, I should have. I, yeah. I can do this. I can figure this shit out. But it wasn't like, oh, I suck. I need to quit. Ugh. I never felt that way either. I never felt like I sucked. Right. Even though when I look back at how whoa what my stand-up was like in the beginning yeah. i did suck but yeah exactly but it wasn't like i, I felt like oh i feel so i need this validation and i still but, feel so bad right now but i was in a room full of other people that sucked you know right there's some good people but you know for the most part everybody was new and sucked and they weren't good shows so uh, compared to everybody else i was still doing okay well you know it is not it's like the need of it to make you feel good as like a person you know what i mean yeah and I never had that. And at the same time, if I did really good, I still deal with that now. It doesn't make me feel any like, you know, I don't have any more confidence when I walk around, you know, and I'm trying to talk to girls afterwards just because I had this freaking amazing set. You know that. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know the answer for myself in terms of like how much um, validation I need from stand up. I don't I'm not a person that like really like wants to be on stage a lot and like mm-hmm. really needs to be up there and like has a hard time getting off stage. I really feel more like I get satisfaction from writing a joke that's interesting to people or writing mm-hmm. a joke that works and figuring out how to have a successful set. It's more like I get satisfaction from trying to do something and succeeding than from, you know, a million people saying stuff to me. Right. Even though people saying stuff to me is reassuring and it does let me know that I'm doing a good job. And so I, it does like it is helpful. It is like, OK, the more people compliment certain things, then I'm like, OK, well, this is this must be working. Mm-hmm. But it's really more of like a signal that what I'm doing is is succeeding as opposed to just that is the end goal. Right. Because it's not the end goal to me just to have. Just to get props. Yeah. Or just have people talk about me or like uh, have my picture on stuff. Like that's not very appealing yeah, to I me. Yeah, I don't. That, does, that doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah. I need like when you see people, they get stuff and they're like, look at this. And I'm at this place. And I'm like, I've hit to, I'm at that level of Zen now. And I wasn't always there where I'm like, if I go up, well, I go up at Big Hunter or at some, if I went in front of 3,000 people, it's just yeah. like, they all look the same to me. Well, it does. I mean, the longer you do stand up. I don't know how you felt as you're going through the progression of like getting things of like getting on like your first like showcase that's mm-hmm. that's like a, a paid show or it's a monthly show or something mm-hmm. that and you're doing a, maybe a longer set and like that's really exciting and then you do a festival and that's really ex- I still never done a festival exciting. outside of yours. Well, you've done a, you did yeah, you that. Did that. That's, I, I hope it stays that way too. <laughs> I don't care. I want to be like DiCaprio before he got the Oscar. Uh-huh. Like I never got into none of these festivals, but I've done the underground comedy festival it's yeah the only one i want on my on my uh, record yeah i think that's a good goal yeah so when you get those things like that feels good but after a while if you're if you stay in the same city you get all the stuff in the city like you mm-hmm. get like you get all the you're on all the good shows you perform in all the good venues and then you're kind of just doing it it's not like the you kind of i at least for me i get out of the like posting like i'm on this show getting the likes mm-hmm. you know getting tagged and things and yeah, that feels that. good i'd rather have the like 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 my drawings that's what's important i don't care like i've done shows it's uh-huh. like whatever 
Another thing about like the validation aspect too is like, I think Cook said this and it's stuck in my head that like comedy works best when it's selfless. I think if you're going up to like make yourself feel good, it's not going to work as good as just having the mentality that I'm just trying to give these people a good time. And that's the, the to, for me, that's the challenge is that me versus me shit. Can I get to that place where I don't need nothing at all? I don't care about me. It's about, you know, giving these people a good time, regardless of whether it's on Comedy Central or a Big Hunt or some or reliable, like wherever. I think it's a great attitude to go out and say, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to give the crowd a good show i want to put on a good show but they can i think they can feel that i think they can feel when you're up there seeking validation too even if it's like subconscious so you're you're saying that you think that going on stage with no expectations or needs or objectives objectives yes but nothing uh nothing personal what kind of objective would you have on stage you've seen the dumb shit i do i'm gonna do this chunk of jokes backwards like uh-huh. stuff like that. You got to do stuff like that to like challenge yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to make my joke about Power Rangers work. I'm mm-hmm. only do crowd work for the first three minutes. Like stuff like that. Right. I'm, yeah. I think that stuff is good. It's really good to expand your, your repertoire, like of all the different things that you can do. Right. That's what I think people can be backwards. I always, I hold this conversation with so many comics. You know, I don't use a set list, right? Okay. And I think people take that as like, well, you bullshit and you're not prepared. And it's like, no, I'm. you got to be super prepared when you don't use a set list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas other people are like, I'm going to say this, 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 and this. Yeah. I think you're looking at it small. The next level is like, you know, I'm going to go up and I'm going to just, I'm going to find it, you know, in the moment. I think that makes it work better. Yeah. It's a different, I mean, it's a, it's a higher skill level to be able to do it that way. You think? I see. I be maybe I. I tell like the youngins now. I think they should like start like right now. Just don't use a set list. Don't even do jokes within your first minute. But at the same time, them other comics are trying to get stage time still. And you know. Yeah, I don't. I I don't really have like a strong opinion on like what what the best way to develop is. How to get better? Well, I mean, I know ways that you can get better, but in terms of like, listen to me. In terms of, I'll get you good. In terms of like what you're saying, like try to be try to be loose on your stage, try to find your voice early, mm-hmm. trying to find your performance style really early mm-hmm. um, versus, you, you know, kind of what I would probably recommend to someone just because it's a little bit more concrete and easier to wrap your head around is just the things that I always end up telling people is just think about when you when you have something you think is funny and then you prepare to tell it on stage, think about where people are, where you want the people to laugh or where you expect people mm-hmm. to laugh and have some purpose when you're getting to that point to get that laugh. And then, you know, you got to recognize when you don't get it and think about why you didn't get it and whether it's possible to get it. And allow yourself to feel that too. You got to practice bombing. Yeah. I do that a lot. I was like, you people, it's a method to my madness. I do not say a lot of dumb shit and go on these tangents. Uh-huh. A lot of it is like, okay, I need to see what it feel like to hurt. Because a lot of times when you good and you used to putting up like 50 points every night, like the bomb is coming. And when it comes, then it's going to be really bad because you're not used to it. I think, yeah. You know, I compare it to like um to uh, when my Giants beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, the first one. Mm-hmm. And remember, like, the whole season, pretty much nobody got to Tom Brady. Yeah. And then that Super Bowl happened, and then he got touched. 
mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, now we shook. It's the same thing when you like, you know, when you're used to doing good all the time, and then you get hit. It's like, ah. That is a cool thing about stand-up comedy is that, um, no matter how good you are, you're still gonna bomb sometimes. Yeah. And like, even even if you're kind of famous and people are excited to see you and are giving mm-hmm. you a break, you still you still know when you didn't get what mm-hmm. you wanted to you like you you have much higher expectations for what the crowd's gonna do mm-hmm. and when you don't get it it still it still feels a little bit bad right it's and like it, can you like can you like that like any given sunday uh-huh. you're gonna win or lose can you win or lose like a man it's like you're gonna bomb it's get, or can you do it you know can you win can or you, lose can, like a man yeah can you yeah can you bomb like a man don't get shook just stay in the pocket you know do your jokes keep applying pressure don't just go into robot mode yeah for sure so where did you where did you go how old were you when you started going to shows and performing i was 20 and where was it you know 20 at wise acres in tyson's corner okay my dad took me of all people all right my dad took me i did really good right hey well i did good it was a new comic dad's favorite it was a new comic good set in front of like 10 people or whatever it was fine. Next week we went again. I sucked, uh-huh. and he turned him to himself, and that's when I was like, "Nope, you're not. You took everything." Why? What did he say? Oh, that's I'm not bringing you back out here again. That was pitiful. Blah 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 blah. So, oh, oh he shit. was critical. He it was, wasn't critical. He was being an asshole. Okay. So from there, I was like, "No, nah, you cut off. You took everything else. You're not taking this shit." I stopped using his name on stage. I was like, "We're done. This this is mine." What do you mean you stopped? Oh, like his last name? I have his first name. Lafayette's my middle name. You know, oh, you know, you're one of the few. Who have the oh, that's right. Yes, name. I do yeah. know your first name. Yeah. Oh, so you are you a junior? No, but you just your name I is the same name. His, yeah, I have his name. Okay, yeah. Lafayette's a great name. Yeah, no, that's the best. Name. So yeah, it's my dude. grandfather's name. So that's like, you did the right thing that's by switching. Stage. Oh, so you don't like so you don't like my name either. So you get it when I no, tell no, you I don't I, like my first no, name. No, I don't dislike your I don't dislike your real name, but Lafayette is way cooler. That's real. Cool. Yeah, it is, it is cool. It's a great it's name. Cool. Everybody likes it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think you would probably be, like, 30% less popular if you had a different name. If I had my first name, uh-huh. it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be the same. No. That is interesting. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's part of your persona, for sure. Nice. So, you started going up at Wiseacres, and then were you feeling, did you, how long did it take before people kind of were recognizing that you were funny? When did you start doing shows at <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody before me. Nah. What was happening when? Okay, so you start out uh, at Wise Acres, uh-huh. and that was probably like 2005 ish uh, or something like that. And so I, I met you more like 2011. So oh, that was when I was at the the comedy crossroads. Always, it's always around that year seven. Around that time, that's when it's like okay, something's got to happen with this shit. I'm gonna either jump off a bridge. I'm gonna stop, or I'm gonna have to just plow through it. Uh huh. And I chose the latter. So you decided to move to New York. Yeah. Pretty quickly after that, like yeah. after I first met you, I I knew you for a f- yeah. I was in it. Like I don't know how long it was. A, a few months, a year. Um, been a yearish. But uh, we I didn't used- know you. I knew Sean Mach One. That was like a different dude. Yeah, my first. That was when I was a brand new comic. That's when you were like the dude who would like talk about like football and shit i talk about whatever yeah because i wasn't I that back. deep into comedy because i'd only been i only been around stand-up Were you comedy plotting? 
No, really? Not at all. You were so you okay? No, I think I, at that time you were just playing the part, like no like way, the man. Forty-eight laws of power. I'm gonna just sit back and listen and well, observe. Well, I mean, I, I I was mature enough to know not to come in hot and act like oh anything. God, so many people don't know that. Well, I was older. You know, a lot of people. Right. You started when you were twenty. Yeah. You know, I started when I was thirty. So. It's a big difference. People, it is such a big difference. People, I say this all the time. People who start older, they get better at comedy so much faster because they understand yeah. the way the world works a little exactly. bit better. When I was 20, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to just be good. And then everything is just going to happen for me. I'll be Eddie Murphy by the time I'm 25. It's funny to look back on it. And then because, you know, I, you know, obviously 30 is a big really late to start. I was probably 31. Uh, it's really late. But to you get good in like two years. You do. But you think about those people that are 21 and it's just like, how, what in the world are you even talking about? What do you even know? <laughs> you're like, you're so dumb at that point. Yeah, but you don't think that. No, no. you. I thought I was, yeah, I thought I knew stuff. I didn't know yeah, shit. Because your, your uh, knowledge is so limited. You're smart. You're just as smart, but you, you just haven't experienced anything. That's what, there should be like. Like now with people getting like canceled or whatever because of old stuff. Uh -huh. If you're a comedian, you need like that first shoot five years should be like you can just just say whatever because you're gonna say some bad stuff oh that yeah that's right of. yeah really even even me i like the way i used to think about women was like blah yeah. and it wasn't like i was like oh these fucking bitches it was just like oh i'm nice and women should like me and i deserve women because i'm nice and that's not that's that's 20 year old shit that's like yeah. immature yeah yeah you're like uh you're bitter yeah and now i'm like you're, oh. you're bitter and entitled yeah, that's what it's entitled. You think like the world owes you something. Right. I'm like, okay, women don't like me. Well, I don't like y'all either. So fuck off. Like, yeah, that's a bad attitude. <laughs> that is a bad attitude. But that's that's better than like feeling like entitled, right? Uh, not yeah, women. It is better. Not yes. women. Woman. Like in the, like first, it's, just, it's not women in general. It's the women I deal with. What kind of what women? What women are you dealing with at this point? None right referring? now. But, but what are you referring I'm to? When I'm talking, if I'm talking now on stage, I don't put people in groups. If I'm talking, if even if I say women, I'm talking about one woman. I'm not talking about a group of people. I think that's a mistake. Okay. Just on any level, when comics do it, this, when you put people in groups, because what it does, yeah, is yeah, like, generalize. Yeah, people are your like are your uh, are your inventory. So if you put them into these like these groups you're like you lessening the amount of you know shit you have in your warehouse to talk about you know what i mean well like, i'm not sure that i agree with like that if analogy, i see if i'm walking down the street right and i see like oh i see like a white dude do something weird like oh white people blah, or i can just be like oh, sure, that sure. white dude you know his name or he did some weird shit as opposed to like look at what all these white people do i think it's more interesting to just be like here's what happened with that one dude and then here's what another white dude is what another white dude did. But I don't like I don't like putting people in groups. Yeah, it's I know boring. what you mean. I mean it's I mean it's better not to, definitely. Yeah. So what made you decide to move to New York? I was just didn't I was over it. I didn't have anything else. I didn't I couldn't get a job. Um that was it. I was getting rejected from Where like, were every you job I applied for. Uh with my mom well, no, we had got put out of the house at that point. So my mom was in a rental house, so I was with her. Saying in her basement, and I remember I was on the floor one morning on this on this pad thing, uh -huh, but uh -huh. I don't even know what the hell that thing was. But I was like, I'm air mattress. Myself. Yeah, there wasn't air mattress. It was like some like padded shit. Okay, just a you, pad. Just a pad. It was just a pad. And I was there, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get myself one month, and if I don't 
have a job in New York or a job here. I'm going to just leave. And my brother gave me like $1,000, and I just put some shit in the bag and got on Craigslist and found somebody and just went to New York. Okay, so you went to New York and then... And failed. Did you... Well, you don't Massively. have to say that. I don't... I don't. I own it, whatever. It was necessary. I, I don't necessarily... I mean, I don't really know the details very well of what happened up there, but I'm going to start off from a standpoint of assuming that you didn't really fail. Um, but we'll let, let's see what happened. Okay, so you okay. went to New York. Uh-huh. And did you were you able to get a job in New York? I got... As soon as I got up there, I got a job at Models. Sporting like goods store. Week, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, oh, PTSD still from that place. Whew, it's the worst. So you were working at Models, and you were di- and you were starting to do mics in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, open mics. Did you? Then how long did you stay in New York? It was like three years. Three years. Yeah. Wow, that's it's crazy. It's around like three years, yeah. Because you know now it almost like feels like you didn't leave. Like just just because like from my perspective, like it just feels like you've been really? around. Well, I mean, I know that you were gone, and then yeah, like I mean, I, I can remember back, the time when you were gone. Yeah, it's like I came back to like a completely different group of comics. Yeah, yeah, things like, have changed a lot. Yeah, I wish I had enjoyed. I was talking about. I wish I enjoyed being like the new guy more. That would have been cool. Yeah, things did change a lot in the, in the time after you, you left. Became like like a different person. You went from dude who talked about football to like you know. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Back then, I just, I was not good at comedy, and I didn't know that much about comedy. I didn't know that many comedians, mm-hmm. and so, I, what choice did I have but to be but to chill and just hang out and, you know, make, well, talk to the if, people that were willing to talk to me. It would be good if another of other people had that same mentality. Some no, no, it is a good. It no, I agree. It is a good mentality, but I think I was only able to have it because I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You know, some people get in it, and within like a year, they in some drama. They yeah. And freaking, they're trying to bang every chick in comedy, and we they're ranting on Facebook about who sucks. And I'm like, Ooh, what person is this? That's a lot. I've seen a lot of people like that. Really? They, you know, you know people who like you can't name a single bit. But you say you say their name and you know you know their rep. The people that do Big Hunt? No, not us. No, we're, <laughs> no, we're sophisticated. Okay, we're all right, no. okay. But I mean, other people on the out. There's people who I don't even know, but I know what their rep is just off scrolling through Facebook. Oh. People need. I think every comic should start out by reading. What is it? Forty Eight Laws of Power. What's the one with the thing? Don't like don't uh, don't say more than necessary. Some people just talk too much. Yeah, I don't know. I never read that book. Yeah, I get people like they talk shit to me and they're just rambling and I'm like, you 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 could be talking about my friends. You could be talking yeah. about someone who has an opportunity for you and you just rapping, rapping, rapping. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a good way to go about it. I mean, you got to be you got to it's so hard to succeed in stand up that you have to give yourself every opportunity. Right. You can't be closing things off uh before you even know what they are. Yeah, people don't. I mean, it's interesting to look at like people with different personalities and how they like, you know, so they ulti- react to things. Ultimately, you you did get into some clubs in New York, right? No. No, never. I performed at one once or twice. Okay. Cuz I knew somebody who had opened for down here. Okay. And then um another one I was hanging out and got like a guest spot randomly that as always the booker didn't watch. Um Knitting Factory I did 
was it once? I think I did it once through Seton. And I was also, I opened up for Hannibal when he was down here. Mm-hmm. So most of what the good stuff I got up there was from shit down here. Right. Otherwise, I was just like the dude hanging out every night. So you're, you're hanging around. You're mean people. Did you feel like you made any progress in that three years of like... In comedy? As yeah. a person, I made a bunch. But in comedy, no. What you? What happened as a person? I just broke, just broke me down. The universe broke me down. I realized, I, you know, the way life works. You got to find your own happiness. You can't wait for shit to come to you, that kind of thing. Did you think you felt entitled when you went up there? Yeah. Okay. So I was entitled to shit. I was on some Kanye West shit. I should be featuring everywhere, and they're hating on me. That's why I didn't come back, which was stupid. Oh, when you, yeah, you yeah. I was like gone. I was like, I'm never going back to DC again. I was like, <laughs> I was like mad. Like, I'm like, cause I'm doing good like all the time uh-huh. and I'm not getting nowhere and I'm freaking broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't have no money. I don't have no girlfriend. I've barely had sex before. You right, know what I mean? Right. So it's just like FDC. I'm going to go to New York and become a star. Uh-huh. I was, this is how stupid I was. And this is a good, the, one of the good lessons I learned. I had this car, 07 Monte Carlo SS. That was my baby, right? Okay. Moved to New York. She got repoed. Here's the thing. Before she got repoed, uh, my, that's nothing happened. I had an uncle who died. But my uncle's wife, my aunt, she was like, uh, you know, I'll pay your car off and you can just get me back when you're ready, you know. Yeah. And I'm so dumb and in my ego. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be a star. I don't need that shit. I'll, I'm going to get you a car. Uh-huh. And the car didn't put like maybe four more payments left on. It was like a thousand dollars. I yeah, could have paid yeah. that back now like it wasn't nothing. Right. But I lost my car that I really liked because of stupidity. Yeah, because you're too too proud. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I stopped being so proud. That was like, yeah, New York broke me. Now sometimes you need shit and like to like break you down so then it yeah. can build you back up. Yeah, yeah you yeah, do I have to go. Be, yeah, you have to learn. Yeah, I needed to be broken. And then you 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 eventually what you you had a couple different jobs and then you you ultimately found yourself without a job and didn't have enough money to stick to keep staying there is that what happened yeah i was staying with a comic and that that good friends with and after a while i told him i was like you know i was working as as a bouncer i was a black dude who stood in front of a club but i told him like (laughs) you know when i run you know how you know what situation (laughs) is so i was just like you know let me know when you're ready for me to go and, you know, he stuck with me after a while. He was like, yeah, I need. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And so then you he had my back. This is another break. It was like different moments of the universe breaking me. Who, is this so, a comic that we know? Yeah. Who is it? We saying names? Not yeah, that it matters. This I mean, is I'm a person nothing, that did a nice thing for you. Nothing bad. Courtney. Okay. So, like, I was, like, ass out, right? Like, I was, like, before, because he came up there, like, halfway through me being up there. I was supposed to move in. I was in the Craigslist place. I was supposed to move in with another comic. Something got rearranged, so I didn't have anywhere to stay, and we were getting put out of that one place. Uh-huh. I don't have a phone at the time. I'm on the freaking pay phone. I think I was talking to my mom. I almost cried. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I don't cry. I don't do that shit. Okay. But I was like, really, I remember talking on the pay phone. I don't know what happened. I went back to that one place. Courtney would have been up there for like a month or so or whatever. He was like, you know. If you ass out, you can just, you know, bring yourself to my place until you get your shit together. But prideful life, he fuck that. I'm, I'll be homeless. I'll die for this shit. Those are probably my real words. Right. So then the next day, I'm literally like, I'm about to be like on the street. And that's when I had to drop the pride and be like, okay. Were you having trouble? get the key? <laughs> were you having trouble uh, paying for food and stuff also? I wasn't eating. Like, I got really skinny. How much were you eating? I would, when I first got it, I would eat. Uh, some noodles for breakfast, which, ouch. I uh-huh. would eat some Doritos and a soda for lunch, and I would get a dollar slice and a soda for, like, dinner. Okay. 
And on Fridays, I would roll myself and get Subway. It's gross. I don't know how I was alive. I was eating like shit. Yeah, yeah. I you, wasn't exercising. I know. It's it's wild uh, how much you can like put your body through, and it just kind of keeps going. What's like when you? Well, it's like I think I was driven by like pride and ego. I yeah, think that's what that's what was keeping me going. You eventually decided to leave New York. Well, I could just I was out of money. You ran out, but you just yeah. you made yeah you ran out so of money, like, and you're yeah. like you got to go back home. Yeah. And then uh, you came back home, but you weren't, you stopped performing. I feel like I was, how long was it until you hit me up? I remember doing stuff. I didn't I think, know you were back. I think I did a few shows. You and g- I think people had said, like, Sean's, like, running shows now. And I was like, oh, the dude who used to talk about football has, like, a show that's uh-huh. cute. Yeah. And I think you hit me up and were like, I don't know how you learned I was back. And you were like, you should come do my shows. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. whatever. And then I fell on my home. Yeah, it's a that's a beautiful right. story, right? I found my home gym finally. I found the place I'm supposed to be. Well, it was when I first found out that you were like had moved back from New York and then but you weren't really doing shows and I was like, What are you doing, man? What you gotta get on these shows? And you were like, Well, you know, I don't have a car. Yeah. I don't have a way to get down here, you know, I'm not really and I'm like, This is crazy, man. It's crazy for you to like be so close and not be going up all the time was that i think that, that might have been it was it like a facebook conversation because i don't think i might i don't think i would have had a phone at the time no it wasn't on it might have been in person okay i think it might have been like i remember the first night i came to big hunt and I, it was when it was the long run yeah yeah and i didn't know anybody yeah and i still remember the looks from certain comics who i consider my teammates now but like they was, it was like oh, who is this? It might have been that night. It might have been then. Yeah, and I went up and I remember who was it? Somebody was standing backstage. Summers maybe I don't know, but I went up. I don't. I, probably Summers probably wasn't even around back then. Did, I don't know who. That's been. like pre-Summers. Really? Oh yeah. When I first got back, I think Summers was around because I thought Summers well, didn't like me at first. Well, he was around, but he wasn't like on shows yet. Okay. He was like passing out flyers and dressing up in a fucking gorilla suit and shit. <laughs> But he used to dress up in a gorilla suit and put an underground comedy T-shirt on and pass out flyers and do a circle. That's hilarious. That's yeah. And should. I didn't even ask him to do that. He did that on his own. Well, well yeah, I guess you gotta want it. <laughs> he d- and I never. I was like, this dude is never gonna be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and but he is. Well, yeah, I went up. I did. This, I did that set. I remember that set because I was like, it, it was, actually it was kind of peaceful. It, it was like I know you're not like a spiritual kind of guy, but you can feel like the you know. Uh-huh. It was like a good energy. And then I had I had the kind well, of girlfriend. Why did you try to make it a good energy? Too. Yeah, yeah. It was like a good. It, it felt like always like right in the world, like a chapter close. It's time for a new chapter to open. Well, almost. You were, you were resistant to like everything coming down regularly, and I'm like, I had all these shows, and you know, I knew we had an all star. That's just yeah. That's just that's why I respected your business sense. You you made the call. We got a free agent all star, and we gotta we gotta get the resources together, and we gotta make it happen. And all the other GMs weren't weren't willing. That's right. Yes, we gotta put a package together, and we gotta get Lafayette on our team. Exactly. That's what. And it worked out perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then you started coming down. You didn't you didn't have a car. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like, do you remember this? You remember what when I what I told you? What? I was like, you want me to get you? A I car, remember dude? you. You did say that. I was like, yeah, I, I was you, like, yeah, I'll I buy you that. a car, dude, and you can pay me back. I remember you telling me that. And yeah. then you were like, No, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I was I like, You can that. work for me. I'm like, You, you can say that. I'll get like, you a I'm car. You can that. come down and you can do work and you can work it off. And then you're like, I don't want comedy to 
be mixed into a job like that, that conversation did and i'm like <laughs> i remember that and i'm like all right how about this dude i'll get you i'll get you a cheap car and then you can work at a coffee shop and pay me back and you're like i don't i don't know how i feel about that i feel weird about it and then the next time i talk to you like i asked my brother he's gonna let me start borrowing his car and i'll start coming to these shows okay that's right I, yeah that did happen because remember i was only doing like friday nights yeah and I had, I, you know what, I think, well, I think I was able to do that because I had the girl at the time. That's what it was. Well, like what? She was giving you a ride? I would take her car sometimes. Okay. Yeah, but she was around, so I wasn't pressed for comedy. Right. That's right. Because I remember when I first got back, I had like fell apart with her when I was in New York. And I first got back, that's when, I, after my like road to Damascus moment, she hit me up out of nowhere and I was like, okay, boom. I know that I'm like spiritually right. I can make this work now. Whoo, he was out wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I was spiritually strong enough now to like, okay, I need to let that shit go. And then you, uh, then you fell right in, became yeah, a star again. Team captain became a a local star. Legit captain, yeah. And I turned down the uh, the Kevin Hart thing. Remember that? Yeah, man, Remember you got to talk me into doing. Yeah, so then, so now you're into this phase. You're into you're you're now you're into your current phase, where you're a star at Big Hunt. And that's it. And, and that's fine. And that's that's a great place to be. A I'm star. Damian Lillard, man. I'm yeah, like, you know what Damian Lillard says about this? Like, do you want to work with other stars and all that shit? He's like, no. If I never win a ring, I can live with that. I'm staying in Portland now. That's cool. Yeah, that's how I want to be like Damian Lillard. I just want to stay. I want to stay in DC. But is that now? That's what you're thinking. You want you're gonna stay in DC forever? I don't. Is it any point in moving anymore? Now that I've done it, if you want to be on TV, if you want to go and stand around. What At this mean? point, I want to have like I'm getting older. I want to have some money. I want to have like a 401k and. You know, well, I want to make that kind of money. How are you gonna get that? I'm trying to do these colleges. So you all right? So you're trying to you're trying to save up money by working co- working colleges. That's where yeah, that's where I'm at now, saving what, everything. And then uh, you get but okay, so you keep saving up your money. Uh huh. Well, then what are you gonna do? Just keep making people smile. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. yeah. <laughs> I guess. Do you have any thoughts of like, uh, oh, I'd like to record an album. I'd like to. Rec- Record a special. I want to do a late night set. I want to be on Comedy Central. Like, do you do you want that stuff? I don't know. I still want my moment. I want my ten cup moment. I mean, you have Where been I'm on like, Comedy Central. Yeah, you were on Heart of the City, cool. which you tried to not be on. Well, yeah, <laughs> you didn't want to be. You had a chance to be on Kevin Hart's show. Still get, I was get. I was over the industry side of comedy. I was just. Going, I'm just going to enjoy being an artist. Yeah, but the industry came right to your I know, front it fell door. In my life. <laughs> it came right to Big Hunt, and all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Comedy Central is at Big Hunt, and now is your chance to be on it. You don't that. even have to go to another city to do it. You literally even, just go to the room you're at anyway. I didn't even do jokes. I remember the audition. I was like, some lady was in the, some dude and the lady was loud in the front, and I was just messing with them. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was for. That's crazy. Do you think that that, like, having that attitude a little bit of not caring so much uh-huh. is preventing some things for happening to you, for you. Not right. Well, no, not right now. I don't think so. You think so? Well, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean a little bit. Yes. Because I think you have a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit of like a self-protection, um, that attitude of like, well, I don't really want that. I, I, I'm, I'm over industry. I'm over. I don't want to be on TV. You know, it's easier to say you don't want to. It's be not, on I don't TV. want to. It's like I'm not. That's not something I dream about anymore. It's just like, like whatever. I like doing Big Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have fun doing that. 
That's like the first. I always tell me I didn't have really start having fun doing comedy until I started doing like, like big hunt like these shows because it's that way. Like it was no pressure anymore. It's not like right. oh I gotta be the next Eddie Murphy by the time I'm freaking twenty five. Whatever. It's just like okay, that's over. That happened. Whatever. It didn't happen. Move on. Do you wanna? What do you think about recording an album? I would do that. I got an album like ready to go. I know what jokes I would do and everything. What's but it? it's like, is it gonna is it gonna get me some uh some money? Well, it's hard to say. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know the answer to that. Whether it will get you money or not. I would. I, I'm sure I've recorded at some point. I mean, I already know what the album is. I don't know. I still. I still want to be in like a Fast and Furious movie. You want to be, be an actor? That's what I went to school for. That would oh be yeah, cool. we didn't talk about that. So you went to a special high school. That was for the drawing. But still. Yeah. You went to an arts. But no. That was a ghetto ass high school. But okay. there was a section of it oh. that was for like artsy farsies. Okay. Otherwise, it was a ghetto ass high school. Okay. So but it wasn't the art a fancy program high was good. No, but the art program was good. I learned how to draw there. And then and paint. What about? Did you go to college? Yeah. Where'd you go? Virginia Union. And then what did you study there? Theater, which was okay. a waste of time and money. Well, not money because I got a scholarship, like a full scholarship. So and you then, but okay so a degree <laughs> and then they study theater. Did you did you like doing plays? Yeah. You like being on stage as a that was cool as an act. Would That's, you ever do that again? Yeah. Why don't you try do to do it? I mean, I I don't know. Why don't you try to find a play to? There's no good reason at of. this point. Only thing about a play, you can't do stand up, and I want to be doing stand up like. Every oh, night. because why? Because you have to do it every you night. Gotta, yeah, you got to rehearse and stuff. Oh yeah. That's just an excuse. Yeah, I forget tried. that. Don't do that. Never mind. I changed my mind. Yeah. yeah we don't need don't, that. Yeah, don't we can't take Lafayette out of the lineup. No. You don't want to lose Deion Sanders. No, that's. I, I I want you to have some like you know artistic um, things on the side, but it, no, not not taking you away from stand up. Right, right. I don't know. I'll find where I'm supposed to be one day. I still I want to have that like that big like legacy moment. You know what I mean? That like you know you ever seen Ten Cup? I always talk about Ten Cup. <laughs> no, that, I've never seen of, Ten Cup. Really? Well, the end, I'm gonna spoil it. Okay. But like the end of this movie, Ten Cup. He was trying to the whole tournament. He's trying to get across this river, right? And they're like, okay. you know, just lay up, you know, and then knock the ball over the river, right? And he keeps he does it like the first two days and the last day. He's like third in the tournament or something, and he goes for it, and then the ball rolls in the water. He goes for it, ball rolls in the water. And they're like, okay, you're about to lose the freaking tournament, like. And he kept doing it, and he ended up with like a twelve, but the last one he got over the river and like it went in. And everybody went crazy. Oh, that, that was the whole point. Like he lost, but like. People remember this name. That's what I want. I want my Wait, life. he lost? Yeah, he lost. He got a 12. He wasn't first, but he kept trying to get over this river. He wouldn't stop. You never see that picture? That's like one of my favorite shots in movies. But Kevin Costner like this. Like, that's him like reaching for the ball. And the caddy's like, what are you doing? He's like, give me another ball. I'm I'm doing it from right here. And he keeps throwing the ball at the ground. You should watch 10 Cup. Oh. It's my spirit animal. It seems like you're learning a bad lesson from that. No, that's the lesson is like like Rene Russo tells him at the end of the movie, like fifteen years from now, no one's gonna remember who won the US Open, but they're gonna remember that twelve. I want my twelve. That's what I, I want yeah. my like big like remember when that dumbass kept freaking trying to get over that water and he ended up with a twelve, but the people went crazy because he finally did it at the end. That's what I want. All right. Well, I will I'll accept I, I'm gonna accept that that's uh I don't know where an it's okay gonna, lesson for I don't you. know where it's gonna be though. Where what's gonna be? I don't. Well, my my big moment. I don't know where it'll be. Oh yeah, it's hard to predict right now. I think. Yeah, because it's like we done big hunt. I still want to stand an ovation too. I've never got a standing ovation before. It's pretty hard to get a standing ovation. I know a lot of comics who've gotten standing ovations. Like who? Every headliner I work with at the Improv. Oh. 
That's so I hate that. Every, I don't well, hate. It. I hate. It. I don't hate it in a bad way. But I'm like, oh, if I you want become one. a if you start to become a club headliner, then maybe you'll get standing ovations. Maybe maybe that's the level. That maybe that's the lowest level you I gotta be at to get there. I need it somewhere where it's not supposed to happen. I wouldn't happen like on the tonight, tonight Show or something. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen there though. Cause they like that's like very like it's a lot of production in that, right? Like they tell you what jokes to say, and there's like a laugh thing and stuff. I think that they, yeah, I mean, I think they work with you um, about what, yeah, what jokes you're going to do. That's that's a lot of TV shit now, right? It's a lot of, like, production. That's why I miss, like, you ever watch the old Def Jam from back in the day? Mm -hmm. If you go up on that and you didn't do well, you just didn't do well. And they just put it on TV. That's how I think comedy should be. No, no, there's plenty of bad sets on TV. Oh, wait, you're talking about, like, late night sets? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, Yeah. watch them. They're not, it's not like they just fix them and they make them look amazing. I mean, there's plenty of sets that look terrible. Maybe because that's not them, though. I've seen those, I've seen really good comics, and I've watched their late night sets, and it's like, that's not that person. They're being something different. Yeah, late night set is not really, uh, it's not not a perfect um, example of comedy at all. I don't think, I think it should, it should work like sports. Because now they want everybody to look like the best comedy in the world. It should be like, you know, Lafayette went up on this whatever show that night. It wasn't that good, but, you know, <laughs> live to fight another day, whatever. You know, wins that's, what they, so that's what they have in the commercial that's like at at 9 p.m. They're like, tonight, on the Tonight Show, Lafayette went up, wasn't that good. Yeah, but that's you know. fine. It's, it should be that way. It's been like the, one of the best things I've seen. Remember that Jerry Seinfeld comedian documentary? Yeah. Remember when he was on stage and he like forgot his joke? Yeah, and he's that's like that's what I, that's the shit I want to see because it's like oh okay if he can do that well damn somebody goes he's bombing and he goes I'm not bombing I just can't remember what I'm trying to say right that's, I'm just standing here not saying that's anything. real I don't know why why do we have to have this image of like dude, nobody's like that perfect person like, sure. like when LeBron got dunked on by like some high school kid or something okay. and that Nike like sees the video like put that shit out there oh somebody, that's embarrassing it's embarrassing to somebody do stuff but like that. some somebody some the next lebron somewhere is going to look at that and be like oh okay if lebron could get dunked on i'd be all right yeah it's embarrassing to try to hide things about yourself yeah just to take them off the internet if i got booed off of apollo i'm sure that's if i'm ever famous that'll resurface somewhere you do you ever go up to new york i have before you can make some trips up there start doing some shows i can get it's easier to get booked on stuff now because of big hunt yeah and it's like you know Oh, you're the big hunt guy. So yeah, that's just like a trade off or whatever. But I'm like, I don't book stuff there, but whatever. Because a lot of people, whenever when but, I talk to headliners and mm-hmm. stuff, if you come up in conversation, people, a lot of people know who you are from when you lived in New York. I love that shit. They do like know you, so it's not like you were up there and no one has any idea who you are. People remember you. I mean, that's cool. But then what's so you do a show and then what? I mean, basically, you gotta. You do a show. People think that you're funny. They then they have you. You're a person that's in their mind when they're when they're booking in the future. When you hit them up, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a this is a good person. I'll put them on." And then you're you're getting on more and more shows. The more shows you get on, the the more well known you are. And if you're doing well on those shows, which there's no reason why you can't do well mm. compared to the people who are on those shows, um, then. Then you start to get chances to get in at clubs. Then you start to get seen by potential like late night people or managers. And then a manager can help you figure out what to what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what steps you take. They they could probably get you acting auditions. You know, 
that type of stuff. And you'd, you know, you, ultimately you'd probably need to go to New York or LA and you'd need to get a day job to support yourself while you're there. Um, but you know, you're, you're older now, you're more mature now and you probably, you could probably do a good job at a day job if you wanted to. Maybe. I think you could dude. A day job. At once I'm not qualified to do anything. Even when I moved back down here, I was just working as like a mover. Mm-hmm. But as far as like all well, that could shit, be your day job. I mean, I'm done. I mean, I, I wouldn't be a mover. I, I, I mean, don't ever want to go back to retail or moving. I'm good. Retail is so easy, dude. No. Yes, you done is. retail? I was a server for eight years. Really? You didn't? You? Eight years. How many people did you cuss out? None. I'm a machine, dude. I don't say anything. I barely really? say anything. You must, you must have changed. I say what <laughs> I do when I'm a server is I try to say as few words as possible to each table. I couldn't imagine. Unless, unless I like the... And if the table's fun, like if it happens to be like, if it's some like drunk older ladies or something, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like being sassy and they're mm-hmm. actually kind of smart, then I'll fuck with them. Then mm-hmm. I'll joke around with them and I'll like really just for, just for my own personal entertainment, mm-hmm. I'll mess with them. But my general attitude was just, I just try to time everything perfectly. I try to show up exactly when they're ready to order, you know? Like, not while they're having a conversation, not when they haven't figured out. Like, I try to time mm-hmm. it perfect, and then I just try to do each thing perfectly, and that's all I'm focused on. I just try to do it like it's a When I worked at Models, I was so, like, you know how, like, you know, I don't think you're supposed to like your job. I, like I was saying earlier, you, I don't like comedy all the time. I don't think you should hate your job, and I would, like, dread going to Models every what day. What made you hate it so much? I don't like people. What was happening that was bothering just, you? Just, like just humans and they were mean too they were like that's the such customers, a third grade the customers thing is mean. what you didn't like about it i didn't like customers i didn't like the managers i didn't like the paycheck i remember we would we would have to i would go like six in the morning right and i oftentimes i just got in the house doing comedy at three in the morning doing mics i had no business doing it's cold as shit up there we lifting boxes off a truck can i get some gloves no i can't afford to buy gloves at the time yeah you know what i mean so i'm just ass out there was like stuff like that, and like they you were keep just being really ass like, out in the story. Yeah, I was ass out a lot when I was in New York, <laughs> and they were just like everyone's really just like, yay, happy. Like we're not making minimum wage to work here. I guess they, I just had a bad attitude. You had a bad attitude, man. How you have a good like they would I, they would do shit like they, we made. I was gonna say this on stage. We made ninety thousand dollars last week. I didn't make shit. I didn't yeah. make ninety thousand dollars last week. I, my check said eighty-seven dollars. Like, get out of my face. Yeah, I think it's understand. I mean, I don't blame you for like not buying into like corporate uh, culture. The or lady told me one time. She goes, "You know, you act like you're not happy to work here. Act. This is not, not an act. I don't want to be here. I hate it here." When I was in college, I worked at a convenience store overnight. So I would go in at ten p.m. Mm-hmm. and I work until six a.m. and I would just. I would mop the floor. That's kind of chill, right? See, it's very chill. I, oh, I would. I wish I could have got one of them, like a janitor, where I can just put on my headphones and just clean up. Yeah, that's. And I hate to don't. Well, I like mopping the floor, man. Mopping the floor is satisfying. Well, in a convenience store, it's different. I worked in a bar too. I yeah, would no. scrape like throw up off. No, I'm not down to really like clean bathrooms uh, or. Uh, that shit brought out like. And New York was bringing out like bad stuff in me that I didn't know was there. When I was working as as like that bouncer or whatever, uh-huh. I remember I yelled at some dude for like drawing dicks on the wall. I yelled at so I don't I don't yell at people. Yeah, that's not that's not in character. 
I remember um You were right to yell at him though. You're not supposed to draw dicks on the wall. Of course. These like you know when people get drunk and there's like one person holding the person's hair. Sure. And they took the trash can and there's no bag in the trash can. It's about to throw up in the trash can. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Now who do you think is going to freaking who who you think gotta clean that shit up? It's probably gonna be me on Monday because I'm gonna have to come in and do that shit. I was just really that was really an angry time. I should have been having fun because it was like a bar. I should have been like right. meeting girls and stuff. They were probably trying to holler. I just didn't like I didn't see it. Well, they're I probably think, giving me signs. I mean, some jobs are terrible, and and they're definitely worth quitting quickly and trying to find something else. But like, uh, you just sometimes you just gotta accept that it's like that it's a dumb job, and just be happy for the fact that they're not they're barely gonna ask you to do anything. But that's what they do. It's not asking you to do stuff. It's like the, and I'll do anything if I'm getting paid enough for it. Uh-huh. It's like the remedial shit. Act act like you're working. Like there's nothing there's nothing going on down here right now. Act like you're tying shoes. You want to be working. When that's why I liked being a that's why I liked being a server because there was actually shit to do because there was customers that needed to get waited yeah. on. See, that's that's cool. And Not like, I like it chaotic. You know, we get real busy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. And then like time kind of goes by very fast. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like be on the ball. You're working hard. You're running around. Yeah. You know, you're making a bunch of money. Be, being a server, the busier right. you are, the more money you make. So. I, I loved being a server. I, I thought it was uh like perfect job for me. I don't mind oncologists. Yeah, which yes. everybody hates. I don't mind oncologists. Yeah, you're very well suited for colleges. Why would you say that? Because you're young at heart. See, I don't think think it's a young thing. You're youthful. You can do I think no. A lot of people can do colleges who are old. I think they're more suited to because they know more about the world and Well, you like are old, dude. I am old. Yeah, that is but true. But you're That's a true. kid at heart. But most of the people who do colleges, they be like, it's like older people. Really? It's never like a child. It's never like Brandon. Sometimes, what doesn't he do colleges? I mean, I'm sure he has. I'm saying every all college comics ain't like that. Yeah, it's people like you know, my age or whatever. But everybody talks about him like it's like, oh, do colleges. Those, do those kids like want to be your fans after after the? Yes, shows? I don't know why. I think everybody should just do colleges. I don't know why anybody would be seeking out clubs. So they start following you on Instagram and uh, Twitter and stuff. They follow you on Instagram. They'll. I'm. A, I got some merchandise. I'm gonna see how that work about. But apparently, everybody you sold, sold merch. I got some Smokey the Bear shirts to go for my with that Smokey the Bear. Joke. Yeah, dude. Good. And they say don't start none. Won't be none. On the what made you do that? I was trying to make some more money. And so you had a made. Bread. You had a made yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, dude. That's entrepreneurial. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, stepping it up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but college kids, they're like, they on that shit. And they're not like, everyone's like, oh, they're so sensitive. I'm like, they're not any more sensitive than anybody else is. You ever think about doing a, like a podcast or anything? Or like making Instagram videos or something? I've tried the Instagram thing. It ain't. I'm not that good at it. Would you I guess try, I try, what, just, just putting like your stand-up on it? Talking to the camera. Oh, now. talking to the camera. I don't know if I want to put my stand-up out on the internet yet. Yeah, I see a I lot of people are okay. doing that now. Yeah, I don't I, know if I, I want to do that yet. I don't know what my lane is. I don't know. I'm gonna get. I want to get popping in these colleges. Were you doing it on your your Instagram story? You're just talking yeah. to the camera. You know, did any people say anything to you? You get any feedback from it? I see you get a couple LOLs. Yeah, All right. that's that's some. Because when you have fans. If you if you like going to colleges is like a good way to connect with people because they they don't know stand up that well like they're they'll like it's really exciting to them it, it's yeah. really like you're really blowing their mind um, 
And so, and when you're young, like you want to latch on to stuff. Like mm-hmm. when you're in college, like new things are so exciting mm-hmm. to you and you're really in, you can get really into it. So if you, if you have like, you know, if you're getting a decent amount of people following you and interested in you, the more stuff you have out there for them yeah. to like, you know, uh, consume, yeah. they, they, they like it. And then you can be more of a fan. I mean, it's like such a long road to like build them up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over time. But they'll and like follow you it though. I got all my Instagram followers is mostly just colleges. How many Instagram followers do you have? Like f- 1,600 now, I think. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I just, I don't post on there, but like drawings and like right. pictures when I think I'm cute. Yeah. That's it. I don't, see, I like I like college. I think more people should try to do colleges. I think they get a bad rap. Yeah, they, they get a pretty bad rap. And they'll take care of you. They'll treat you good. They're uh-huh. going to get your hotel and stuff. They pay great. Like, but that's like, you know, you just got to find the stuff that's like, that like lines up with what's good for you. Cause like, look, other people hate colleges. You, you think it's not that bad, right? I think it's cause this, like we were talking about earlier, I think it's the validation thing. This, they're scared to take ass whooping. Let's go up there and lose. Whatever. I lost. I had a good, healthy bomb. Yeah. And it, I wonder where, where was somewhere in Wisconsin? I was Wisconsin for like two weeks. I don't ever need to see that state again. Yeah. But like I went up, it was this big, huge room, and there were like 13 students like scattered like all over the place. Uh-huh. Usually, I can just get them. I'll get somebody with like personality. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Just sure, like sure, talking sure. shit about movies or whatever. Right. Nope. Nothing. But I was comfortable. I was chilling. I was like, well, this is going to be one of them ones. That's fine. You let me at 45. Thank y'all. Follow me on Instagram. Peace. Yeah. Where's my check? Oh, I guess you got it. That's, that's just part of doing colleges is being in those bad environments. Yeah. But I mean, you if you look at it like, it's like practice. Like the line from uh, Batman Begins, you're not the devil, you're practice. That's how I look at it. It is practice. It's good for you, for sure. And it's- when you get back to like, like if I go back to Big Hunt after doing colleges, I'm like, I feel like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. It's like nothing. Well, dude, I think you should, uh, I think you should think about maybe doing an album and, uh, and, and making some trips up to New York, man, because there's no need for you to not make it you know well for the for the world to not see me if i can keep getting college money i'm good what about material you're trying to build up material with like any intention just to have it i mean but the art of it how how like do you like are you like all right it's been a while since i i've been working on new stuff you try to push yourself to keep writing new stuff i don't really write i just get like new ideas every now and i get something brand new a lot of my stuff is just like putting tags on older jokes yeah because eventually like if you put that on an album then you probably have to move on from doing that right because you don't want to keep tagging up a joke that you've already put out there yeah yeah but i got older stuff that i don't even do anymore right that's like seven of them if i have an album it's only gonna be like 30 minutes mm-hmm. I, it's I also tough it too there. because like uh over time like sometimes like your older jokes will start to that will be culturally irrelevant or they know? just don't work because you got better Oh, right, yeah, That's yeah. That's a weird thing. I was just talking about that. When oh, you yeah. like level up and then you go back, you're like, all right, well, I got these old jokes. I'm going to put these with the new jokes and the old jokes just stop working. Yeah, I was thinking about like if I started to do stand-up again, I don't think I could do most of my jokes because they're just so old now. They're just so far away from my personality Well, now. yeah, that's it's like... I don't know, it's like you like grew as a person right. so they don't fit you anymore yeah and i like took a break so mm-hmm. i didn't have new ones to fill in that's what i've been doing the last few weeks is just trying to before these, these colleges in the fall trying to rewrite everything just to like step it up 
to what I'm talking about now. Yeah, and because and that's another good thing about colleges is it, it's that long set. It really gives you a chance to really uh, do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it get, yeah, you grow some hair on your comedy nuts. Yeah. Doing colleges. Yeah, your comedy nuts are pretty hairy these days, dude. Yeah, I think so. Most of the stuff that happens to me just kind of happens out of nowhere when I don't want it. Like the the thing I told you about, that kind of like... Yeah, no, it is true. Things do things things do just uh you can't force it. Like you can't make it happen. Like it kind of has to come to you. But you got to put yourself in a position, you know. You got to be you know, you got to be one of the best comics so that you get picked when the opportunities come you up. I think they look for the best anymore though. Yeah, I do. Some people do. Well, they add, they, they want they want to know like they're going to get recommendations for people and people are going to recommend people that they like and think are, are going to do a good job. That's the thing about colleges too, though. If you funny, you can just go to a NACA and just be funny and they're going to be with you. It's no like, Oh, this person's not quite what we're looking for. It's no casting. It's just like, I got booked for shows in freaking South Dakota. People who yeah. had never seen a black person before ever. You can tell white people who've never seen a black person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was just off. It's just like, Oh yeah, that dude, that dude's funny. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, there's lots of uh, bad stuff about industry, but at the end of the day, I do think you're. <laughs> it is great. Being very funny is really like one of the best ways to succeed in comedy. We shall see. All right, man. Well, I we'll think see. I think it's gonna. I think everything's gonna go good for you. I think it's going good, and uh, I appreciate you uh, doing the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. This uh, will get like a million views. This is gonna be the best one yet. All right, I'm looking forward to it, dude. All right, see. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.